0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. We must be careful that we do not find ourselves in these times fainting in our minds. We must remember To whom much is given, much is required. Which word do you focus on? That which is required, or all that has been given. So this is a great anecdote. This is a great preventative to fainting in your mind. It's to focus on the one who has given all. The one who requires much is first the one who has given all. So let's focus on Him, and let's continue to look unto Jesus, and let's not faint in our minds so that there won't be any outward fainting where we stop in these days. Take a listen. I hope it encourages you to go deeper with Him. To whom much is given, much is required. I want to focus in today just on these things. Ephesians 4:32 says that if we are to be compassionate, loving, tender-hearted, forgive others as you have been forgiven. What it actually says is, forgive others as God has forgiven you in Christ. Now, I have so much on this that I could say, but in this short time we have together today, I want to say this, that one of the reasons why such bitterness, such raging, bitter torment floods the life of the church And we've tried so many clever ways to deal with it, but we haven't come to the true biblical place of deep, deep bowing that the very same cross that forgives me is what enables me to pass it on to others and to forgive them, whoever they may be, Because we are commanded to forgive. I am not commanded to trust you. I am commanded to pass on that which I myself have received, undeserved. To forgive others as I have been forgiven. Everything as a Christian is first received and then it is released. One of the reasons why we have such a trickle, I mean barely a trickle, of true biblical forgiveness, which is what brings true biblical life, wisdom, sharpness, truth into our lives. Because a part of forgiving, as we have been forgiven, is we quit telling ourselves lies. We quit trying to excuse things that had to be paid for by the blood of Jesus. And therefore, we, we do not have the unbelievable, unfathomable wisdom of God flowing in us to deal straightforwardly with things is because we have not seen what we have been forgiven We think we have been forgiven just for the acts of which we have done. Therefore, when we compare them to other people, we say, well, I haven't done what they have done, which we don't even know most of the time what we've done because we call it according to human standards. We confess what we think we have done. We have not allowed Holy Spirit to show us what it really is. You see, my friends, we were... Forgiven for what we were. For being the enemy of God by nature. That even our goodness, our high-mindedness about ourselves, thinking that nobody knows what we've lived through, that we are better than other people, you see the good and the evil of man had to be slaughtered on the cross. It's all included from God's position, from God's point of view from from the place and the seat of real truth, which is Christ himself is we don't even know what we've been forgiven until he reveals it until we come up against the wall of man's goodness, where we keep trying to parse out our moralities. Christ didn't come to make me moral. He came to bring me out of my filth, which God considers man's goodness filth, to bring me out of the wickedness, the vileness of sin that uses other people to meet my needs. Okay? We have to recognize this. We were forgiven for what we were, if you will, and that one, that old man, had to be crucified and put to death. There is no other remedy for that nature. Mm. And then we were made new by receiving His nature. You see, as God has forgiven me, I then now forgive in the same manner, by the same means, for the same reasons, I forgive others. As God had to forgive me in Christ. Now listen carefully. If what Jesus did on the cross is the only means by which holy God could forgive mankind? What makes us think there's any other means by which people are going to be able to forgive people? And when forgiveness, which means I'm no longer going to take vengeance on you, society no longer has to owe me lifelong reimbursements, I receive what God himself provided for me to satisfy my cry for the injustices of life, mine and those committed against me. There is nothing else that ultimately satisfies the cry of man. If it's what took to satisfy the wrath of God, then it's the only thing that's going to satisfy me. On my scale, which God's scale was (laughs) much larger. What an understatement. So when I do not take what God himself has provided through the broken, bloodied, whipped, crucified body of Jesus and his blood poured out to pay, which shows us what God thinks of sin, good and evil, And let me say it again the good of man is about to be exposed on such a colossal scale that we are going to be so broken down, so disillusioned, thank God, finally there will be the opportunity to turn to Christ Himself. But we have cloaked ourselves in our goodness. We have thought that somehow we could do enough to pay for our own sins. Our guilt has caused us to enable and to become enmeshed in other things. The ramifications of man still being in charge of his own salvation and his own judgments and his own justice is going to cause blood to run in the streets, my friends. because eventually that which we've been suppressing, shoving down, explaining, trying to take our own vengeance for, it is going to erupt to show itself as being so completely inadequate. The ways of man are totally inadequate. We are those to whom much is given, much is required. I have been given, if you will, a salvation that is so great, So magnificent. A forgiveness so deep. Not just for what I have done, but what I was by nature. That God himself became sin. That every person might be able to receive that and then get up as the new man in the resurrection of Jesus and become one who is a mouthpiece for the Father that says, come to him, not come to your clever ways, not come to all the um, you know, philosophies of man, and let's try to explain our trouble and get healing for our trouble. No, we only receive from one fountain, and that one fountain of Christ himself, when you get up on the other side, you will not be an enabling, enmeshed, confused, morphed person, meaning that you blame all your previous sin on your childhood abuse, and then you get up And try to live out your life now as just, you know, bless my heart, because I was abused, that's why I did all this abuse. No, we have proven, we have proven that we all came out of the same gene pool as Adam. With a nature that is capable of the most horrendous things while cloaked in the goodness of man. God is about to come in a way that maybe we've never seen before. And it is not going to leave anyone confused. My friends, we have been given much and much is required. But have you received what has been given or have you not yet seen your need for it? Have we not yet seen that by nature we are all murderers, liars? Hmm? Have we parsed it out and said, Well, I'm not as bad as them, and I've only murdered people in my mind. I haven't actually done it. See, Jesus said to the good people, You think because you haven't committed adultery that you're not an adulterer he said i'm not asking you what you've done i'm asking you what you've thought because jesus was taking the standard of righteousness down to the core of the heart of the spiritual condition the spiritual capacity for sin and we must see that he that he jesus does know something of which he speaks As he became sin, my friends, nobody knows how to speak about the condition of sin like Jesus. And he says that we must understand what we have been forgiven. The scripture says those who have been forgiven much can love much. And we're talking about if you're forgiven by God, from the source of God, then that love that you're going to be able to love much with is going to be from the love of God, not the love of man, with its sweet, syrupy, sappy, crazy ways. Human love is not what we're talking about. If you've been forgiven by God, then you're going to be able to love by the love of God, which is wise and sharp and calls things what they are in his truth. And all of us, All of us are being brought by the Father through the finished work of Jesus, by the person of Holy Spirit and His power and capacity to the end of ourselves, that we might get up in Christ and Him only to live His way. Not your view of Christianity, not my view, but His way. To whom much is given, much is required. And this is the time For the church who speaks and preaches and conferences and posts and and says how much we have been given, well, now much will be required. But we must ask ourselves, have we really received what has been given? Do we really know what has been given? If what it took for God himself, holy God, does not just forgive you because he loves you. He says, no, because I love you, I'm going to send my son, who is going to be the sacrifice, who will openly bleed. He will be whipped, and the goodness of man will be shown within his body as to what good people do when they cover up their stuff, when it's called out by the truth himself. God said, because I love the world, I'm going to send my son. You don't get forgiven just because you're loved. You get forgiven because love sent his own son to die for us a death. And the the death is the only thing that would take care of it, that we might get up in newness of life on the other side and then live like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We've turned Christianity into something. Oh, my God, friends, it was never meant to be. I pray. I pray for the holy nation, the church, the holy nation inside every nation. I'm praying for the holy nation inside the U.S. of A., the holy nation within the nations of the world. My God, my God, get us ready Let us first see what we must see of ourselves, that we might then receive what you and you alone have provided, that we might then get up and live as the sons of the living God in the power and humility of Christ himself, that we might hold back darkness because we no longer tolerate it in ourselves, that we might be able to hold back darkness, that the doors of salvation continue to remain open. To whom much is given, much is required. Let's get to it. I love you all, praying for us all, and then stepping forward into my day to do my part in this assignment. I pray that you are doing the same. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymcready.com or follow her on social media at nbmcready